Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith Everett here, broadcasting live from uh, Business Radio X studios down here in Pensacola, Florida. We've got uh, two people in my studio with me today. I have a doctor. I, li- I like it. Doctor. It's true. It's true. It is true. Uh, Sandra Winborn. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am well. I got a feeling this is going to be a pretty good conversation today. I think so. Yep. And I got this guy over here, right? Calvin? Yeah. I don't know. He needs no introduction because he's been on like 30 shows. That's right. <laughs> Mostly he's because he, he, he's right here in the office with us. So, but, uh, wait, and we're going to talk about taste for the cause, man, which is, that is correct. Yeah. It is phenomenal. It's coming. Uh, I uh, got, a, I'm going to name a couple of restaurants that joined already. The Grand Empanada, Rio Bravo, Panini's and such to name a yeah. few. Um, car show concert. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. Okay. I have to know because I, I saw your card and I thought, what is this job title? Right. What is a transitional? How did you say it? I'm a, basically I'm a transitional career consultant. Yeah. So I'm like, is she a headhunter? Is she like a top secret headhunter so that people don't know you're a headhunter? Or is this something that has to, um, you deal with uh, veterans or or anybody else sort of in that actual transition phase? It could deal with anyone because I think transition, uh, my model is, is that transition happens even if you do nothing. Yeah. So in order for you to be prepared for not just today's, you know, careers, you have to really look at tomorrow's careers and then the careers after that. And I think every, it pretty much states that every two to three years, you need to be changing something about the texture of who you are. So Winning Associates, which is my company, Mm -hmm. um, LLC, uh, ostensibly deals with who you are as an individual and how do you fit a line properly within your career. And most people are probably, if you really did an assessment with them, they're not very happy. They're not excited. They're not um, and really vetted in the jobs that they Boy, work. Boy, didn't we just have this conversation yesterday? I told you. This is a, it's a thing going around, man. People are starting to realize that that kind of stuff. Right. So how do you how do you do that? How do you evaluate? I mean, other than you know being real honest with yourself and saying I'm well, not me, having fun. Can I tell you a little bit about myself? Yeah. Maybe? Let's let's start there because I think sometimes if you don't really know who's giving the information, you really can't. You know, Look, it said doctor on the paper. Doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of people who have the title of doctor. All right. But Fair they, don't, they can't stand well. Um, I stand well in who I am. And I was born and raised in the Capital District, Albany, New York um, area. Uh, actually, I was born in Schenectady. Uh, and my father and mother moved from the south. So I never knew anything about down this mm-hmm. way or you know, below the Mason Dixie sure. line, didn't know anything about it. But my father moved up there in the 40s prior to me ever even being thought about and went to work for General Electric. And so once that happened, you know, my I have I'm the actually the 10th child and a long line of children. <laughs> so I have are there nine. are there some after you? No, I'm the tenth child. Yeah, that's it. You, 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 were, it. you were in the I line, am huh? The baby. Okay. Yes, yes. And the older set were young enough to be were old enough to be my parents. So that made it kind of interesting. So I was able to pretty much glean off of what went on with them and yeah. decide how I wanted my life to go. Um. So, and and it just so happened that 
I had a really dynamic mother and father. My father died before I got out of um, uh, high school, uh, I think in my 11th year. And so it was just important for me to do something because he always believed that I had things to do. Um, aside from the fact that I, you know, did go all the way through my education and ending up with a doctorate. The wonderful thing is that I was a singer. And so that always kept me grounded. In fact, all four of my, my siblings that were all three of my siblings, plus myself, that they were the youngest, we ended up being almost like the Jackson five, but we were only four, but we could actually sing anything. And every Christmas people looked for us to come out and do things all around the area. And that's how we made money. Awesome. Uh, so getting back to uh, who I am more, more recently, I went through the SUNY system, the State University of New York at Oneonta. And then I went to um, temporarily quickly to Duquesne University and then back to the, to SUNY Albany. And then finally I fin- finished up with my PhD at uh, Capella University. Wow. And I've been really, busy. And yeah, and, and for thir- almost 30 years, 28 and a half years, I worked for the Department of Defense as an education specialist. But at one time, I also, my background is in counseling. I've done both clinical. I've done, you know, uh, what they call career counseling. I've also done community counseling. And I've done marriage and family. So I have an extensive background in people. Yeah. Extensive. Yeah. And so I kind of transitioned myself in working for the government into becoming what they call the subject matter expert for what they call certification and licensure or credentialing. So if you look at my card, my card may someplace have, or if you're in conversation, you may hear me say credentialing. And that's really looking at how well people are certified or licensed in the career fields that are out there in the industry fields. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Some of everything. Yeah. But that's pretty intense. It's intense, but it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And, you know, Keith, just make sure I I get back to the question that you asked. How do I really do that with people? I make people stop worrying about what, you know, the wife says, the husband says, the mother, the father, the sister, the brother. I don't worry about any of them. I go back down to helping people reclaim the core. Who are they? Mm -hmm. How well do they stand vertically and are aligned with what they have capabilities for? And one of the theorists I use is called... um, is that it was actually put out by Dr. Howard Gardner out of Harvard University. Um, and basically it deals with what they call multiple intelligences. Multiple intelligences looks at, you know, eight different areas of, of what they call beyond the IQ stuff. So I'm not talking math and science. I'm talking about are you musical? Are you interpersonal? Are you intrapersonal? Are you a naturalist? Are you, um, are you visual? Are you spatial? Are you kinetic, you know, kinesthetic? Are you that? Those are all the kinds of things that I like this those program words. Looks, looks at. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I'll tell you, I had a conversation with Sandra yesterday, and she just came by just to see the office. And, and it what, what was going to be, what, like two minutes turned into like a 30-minute conversation. Because yeah. me being the serial entrepreneur that I am, you know, there was some probing questions that, she validated for me and she confirmed, but also had me thinking, hey, where do I go next? I mean, and that's that's the beauty about Sandra. We all know people who who are, to your point, doctors and can be 
experts yeah. in their field. But she, uh, uh, what I like about what Sandra does is she is more personal. You can talk to her and, and you can find things out because she's trying to find out what you do talking to you, not talking to Calvin. So your, your disease was verified yesterday. Yeah. She validated that. I, I did. I, I got labeled chief, a, chief, uh, ADHD officer yesterday <laughs> afternoon. I thought that was funny. So. Well, so so what are you finding um, common amongst uh, some of these transition things that are going on? And you, I, you were saying people aren't happy, but I think that is a common commonality is that people, they don't say that they're not happy. They show that they're not happy. Right. Because there's no vim and vigor when it's time to get up to go to work. They're not excited after they get there. They barely speak to the people that they work with. They um, they have anxiety. You know, they they own they are there for the bottom line, which is just to get paid. Mm -hmm. And to me to live, you know, 30 years, 25 years and only be at the bottom line and to get paid. And I'll admit that that I've had periods of my life where there were lobs like that, Mm -hmm. where you felt that you were not respected. You were not appreciated. You were not given the gratitude that you deserved, that you were not. You were just not. And so people who can really relate to not being recognized, understand what not is you know, you just, you, you're just oblivious. And so they, they become what they feel so, and they, and they stay right there. So Sandra, let me ask you a question, right? Um, you, that spurs a lot of emotions, right? So how do you use that type of, uh, how do you have these type of conversations and help someone Make a decision not based on emotions, but, mm-hmm. you know, removing the emotions, the mm-hmm. right decision. I think, well, well, part of it is, is that helping people, you know, invest in themselves like they're the the there's an assessment online and it's 24. It's only 24 questions. But, you know, if anyone knows anything about, you know, career assessments and all those kinds of things, they deal with, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? Well, the multiple intelligences assessment pretty much does the same thing, but it doesn't su- it in such a way that it's not threatening. It, there, there's no intimidation to it. It's almost like obliviously you are doing something that has right. some some results. And basically it tells you. And then I, I ask people once they're finished with the assessment, how do you feel about that? Did it capture you? Do you do you understand that it says that you're not a person that likes outdoors? That, that you are a person that you're more introverted yeah. instead of introverted. And you know how you ask people that because to me, those are what are the parameters you, that you can pretty much set people up on and establish them to be successful. Because if they get into the understanding of who they are and what they can do and what they, what, what appeals to them sets them right. Okay, and is that a universal philosophy? Is the same segment going to work for a CEO that would work for a manager that would work for a worker? If if it becomes personal, absolutely. Okay, it has to remain that I'm not I'm not concerned about Keith. Keith's not concerned about Calvin. Calvin's not concerned about Sandra. That's how it has to be. It has to be a personal, in your face moment where it's. I call it you on you. It's not you with someone else. It it becomes the I statement, the typical I. Who am I? 
Who else Why have you heard I... lately spitting that juice right there? I mean, I was just going to say top CEO, and uh, same thing you say. We I, talked about this yesterday. Yeah, same thing you say was uh, was um uh, I think uh, this guy owns twenty three hotels. And, yeah. And lives up in in British Vancouver, and he is someone who's successful doing the exact same thing. And then across from him, someone who has has had to reinvent themselves, saying some exact same thing. And it's just kind of like a leadership mentality that they got there. So. Right. And it's very. It, it, I think when you start telling people, it's okay not to worry about what your mother thinks. Uh huh. It's not your business. You know, that's right. what I, that's what I tell my kids. Everybody else's opinion is not your. It's not even right. business. Exactly. It's okay what your wife thinks for herself, but how about you thinking for your own self? Yeah. You know, or your husband or whomever. But, so that's what it is. It's very personal, and know, I try to make it personal. Which you said another one too, which was self. I, I we call it self audit, and we, there's a, a a gentleman out there, and actually in New York that has a, a marketing piece that does. His name's Gary V. I think it's called the Gary V Show. One of his top things that he says, you constantly, if you're not self-auditing every day, you might as well just, just give up because mm-hmm. because that's, that's the only place you're going to find the answers. I think, you know, I think my, my, uh, my whole concept towards my, 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 um, business really talks about coiling is coiling back. You know, not, you know, like when you, when you have a, um, a spring of some sort, mm-hmm. the spring, you can pull it out. But the spring on, it's going to pull it back. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, because we've extended ourselves so much, we remain sprung. We remain right. out there. And what I'm saying is this is a personal, it's a personal journey. You know, I take you down rabbit holes because, and I tell them that I've already got mine. You know, <laughs> I'm okay, but I'm trying to help you get yours. Right. And how do you get yours is by you figuring out which way do I go, which way do I go. Mm-hmm. And you, And there's always forks in the road. You know, you get to one section and there's like four different ways you can go. The thing is, go down each of them or go down one at a time, obviously. Right. But take your time doing it. Right. Pay attention to what you see and what you find out about yourself along the way. Absolutely. Pay attention to yourself. I like self-discovery, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. She's here this week, too. Literally, this is all we have talked about for the last three days. It's funny. With with other people. Wow. Uh, especially with it being uh, in the sense of a, a movement through business to um, to come from a different place, to, to be happy in your workplace, to, mm-hmm. to really value yourself within, whether it's within an, orga- or an organization or as an entrepreneur or, you know, business owner or whatever, but mm-hmm. so that your, your work and your, your actions come from just the next right thing to do. Right. right. And, Exactly. Something as large as the uh, business community that could uh, facilitate some serious cultural change quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and you asked another question too, and I'm going to get back to it. Is that you I asked did? who else? I asked too? Oh yeah, I, I, we'll see. <laughs> she Here's, keeps track pretty well, I keep man. Track of <laughs> what you asked? What who uh, who benefits from this? Well, I work. I can work with veterans. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll tell you uh, a, a interesting thing is that I actually was the um pretty much the developer of you know making sure that there was a transitional mm-hmm. look between what military members did and what they currently in the military and right. how they could transition that that out and so I've worked with some so many of the agencies I briefed people before they spoke before Congress 
on the issues of how do people transition with credentialing, understanding how important credentialing was. And I ended up being what they call Madam Chair for the Department of Veterans Affairs on looking at the whole barriers. Mm -hmm. What are the barriers of transitioning military members into the civilian workforce? And also my dissertation, and I'll give you the title. I don't like that word. My dissertation. How many pages was it? It was 198. Oh, that's not bad. I know. Mine was like four. All right now. I never (laughs) want to or have written a dissertation. That's not my... You, actually, will, you will. It'll be the next business actually, plan. Actually, you all you. probably have. You just haven't put it put it in a format where they can recognize yeah. it. But <laughs> I believe everybody probably has some dissertation stuff going on. But the title of my dissertation was examining examining military credentialing knowledge in preparation for the civilian workforce using rhythmic language and jazz. And once again, I utilized what it was my curiosity was in Mm -hmm. and how well that melded with whatever else I brought to the table, which is I wrote the music that I wrote the music, which ultimately became an intermittent receive on the receiving end of those who were going to test on my actually respond to my survey. Wow! So So intermittently it went out. Think of that. That is an innovative way to, 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 help someone transition right is that you said hey i'm going to take the music and put it in there and we're going to see what effects that does that's that's awesome right that's okay taking it away from that paper experience to an actual experience so one will remember that i will remember that what now what i learned (laughs) what i learned is that you know there's this thing called the mozart effect and the mozart art effect really deals with music but the music that we hear, we buy, you uh-huh. know, we constantly go out and we listen to music. We don't realize that we're buying stuff based on music. When we go to the market, when we go to the department stores. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I understand the, the, right. the, the, the commercial marketing and all that. Yeah. The, the commercials, all those things basically are encouragers or motivating factors, uh-huh. which help us purchase more and do whatever. But for children, if they learn the Mozart music, especially, and they said it has something to do with the high notes, like if the high notes are being played, it activates frequencies in your brain that it make you activates want to learn. the brain and makes the brain more receptive to retention Wasn't, of information. I mean, literally, uh, 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 H2O, uh, Libby, and, and what was the. Uh, oh, I, I, she was I just know. talking about yep. how, they, how music does the exact same thing. So it's like you're touching on all these things that, to your point, we hear so Every morning. Every morning, uh, my father growing up in the, in the law office and then, and then again in the house was, was symphony. Every morning, Bach, mm-hmm. Beethoven, Mozart, Tchaikovsky was, and it is, mm-hmm. and even now when, when, it, when, when we hang out or, or I'm visiting, it's, that's what it is until 9 a.m. Can't have any rock and roll or anything until 9 a.m., right? But I have found myself, especially when these guys aren't here yet in the office and I've got some, it's usually Bach. I like Bach. I like the harpsichord. Try Mozart. Oh, I, I like them all, but but Bach and Bach has probably been one of my favorites lately. Well, Bach is more fugue. Bach is fugue. It's a fugue. Yeah. It's constantly the fighting yeah. end. Well, I like his cello concerts too. Mm-hmm. They seem they're just like very mellow. Yeah, they remind they do. That me is of, mellow uh, music. I'm a, I'm a little bit different. I mean, I like my Bach. I like my Mozart and everything else. But um, I'll tell you, yesterday, hard hard day, right? A lot of things transpired. A lot of emotions came out. Uh, but you know, left that last night, woke up this morning and I, I put on some R and B 
some some dance oh, up here, right? And I'm, I'm I'm jumping in the car. I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be a good day. And <laughs> the lady's like, it is seven in the morning, man. <laughs> and I'm like, that's right, baby. But it's time to get to work. But that what it, what that did for me was what that music did for me was was yeah. it, it got me all that bad. I call it bad mm-hmm. juju. All that bad juju that was on me, I just it slipped right off. And I'm like, all right, if things are gonna be one way, then I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna roll it this right. way. And if things change because of it, that's right, because this is my harmony, yeah. which we talk about. So it, it music is that's contribution fine. to everything that I do. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But classical, especially, if I sit down to work, you know, I've got to just want to focus and hammer some stuff. You know, I do the four. I try to do the four hour workday mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the eight hour workday in two hours. Mm-hmm doesn't always work but when it does it's usually because i've got some music on and, and i'm just going yeah the, it, when i when i was working on my dissertation and i there's I that got word my, again she keeps using my, that word man i got my <laughs> dissertation in, in about three years and in the process my my mother died but i still got it because i i promised her that i was going to finish and the thing is is all i played was classical music mm-hmm. mostly mozart mm-hmm. because the, as they, i love that well, i the, raised both of my that, children on baby mozart um, yeah, the video. Mozart, oh my gosh! You want to talk about Mozart responsive? Yeah, Mozart is good. Mo- they also have for kids Mozart for the mind. Mm-hmm. That one's also good. Um, you know, I just I just love Mozart's my yeah. favorite. Mozart, my man. <laughs> you like it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like Mozart. And uh, you know, it's 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 amazing to me that those composers, uh, the way that they did what they did. I mean, okay, here we have, we have Beethoven, who's deaf. We had Mozart, who wrote it all by candlelight. Yeah, we had um, one of the. Uh, I think they've all had some form of challenge, aside from the fact that they were just writing music. But, mm-hmm. but all of them went to that quiet place and could hear it in their head, mm-hmm. just floating around out there. And there it is. Yeah, well, Mozart was crazy. And you did it with jazz. That's, that's <laughs> jazz, huh? Oh yeah. Use, the reason I use jazz is because, well, let's tell you, because nobody will understand it, and then she can't say I did it wrong. No, they can actually <laughs> they can actually understand it. Very easy to be understood. But no, I um. My dad raised us on jazz. Mm-hmm. So we, instead of classical, we, we were raised yeah. on jazz. So every single morning in the middle of the night, if we woke up, my dad was mm-hmm. playing some form of jazz. Did, okay. Um, so all over the board. So like the loud jazz, fast, but he also do some of the exactly. Miles Davis. So I, I knew all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. so I decided to, and I don't know if you know Mr. Martin, Al Martin, Mm-mm. but Al Martin is like just a, an absolute wonderful, the best jazz player and musician around and um we'll have to put that he, on our list he uh he could come in and he can make a, a keyboard or a piano grand whatever play it wonderfully and uh he does it while he's still talking yeah he's still talking to you but he's playing yeah. beautiful beautiful music so you know actually i worked with him i wrote the music he played it we recorded it in one 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 time. That's it. We recorded it. Awesome. And it's that, jazz. Do you really need it. to do it twice? I mean, like it, it doesn't have to be. You know, you could. The beauty of it is it doesn't used have the to wrong be stri- words. <laughs> could have uh-huh. sung out All of right, key. Fair enough. <laughs> well, when emotions in there, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes you just got that moment and you just like, let it go. Okay. Let it go. I mean, we shoot from the hip all the time on some of the projects we're working on, <laughs> and it, it comes out beautiful. Yeah, and the best the best music that we've heard to me, it's always a live event. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So what are you working on now? Well, now I have a, a new project that I'm going to be working on. In fact, I run classes. I have mm-hmm. a class called "Are You Stuck?" It's a career workshop, and that's a core class. And the core class 
basically deals with, you know, at the end they do that assessment and that pretty much sets them up to either work alone or try to come back and work with me either and the advanced class and the advanced class, the first one of those I'm going to do on the 27th of August. So that'd be the first time I'm doing that. That's where I get to take them down the rabbit holes. Yeah. And, you know, I do give them the Bureau, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics fastest growing jobs. Cause I, I mean, a lot of times people have ideas of what they want to do, but they also have to keep track on where are the jobs? Yeah. Where, and not the jobs, the careers. I keep, and sure. I, I give a whole section. A, a, a session on it, it, during my my workshop on job versus career. Yeah, because I keep trying to tell people a job is something you may go to, but a career is long lasting. It has longevity. Right. It's generally going to be much more rewarding, much more well received by you and the people that you're going to work for, because it's in most of the time those are going to be industry related jobs. Yep. So, um, you know, when you look at the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the number the number one area that is highest among all the different types of careers are in medical, the medical field. I just left the medical field. The medical field, the medical culinary field, which is even weirder. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But, but when you think about it, they still, the medical field requires high standards because of, you know, joint allied health, Mm -hmm. all of those, you know, boards, OSHA, OSHA, everything, Uh everybody wants everybody to own every other day is an inspection. Exactly. It's crazy. (laughs) Exactly. So you have to look at, you know, well, where are those jobs? And I keep trying to tell people half the time when you go see a doctor now, you don't see a doctor, you'll see a physician Physician assistant assistant, or a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And well, they I'd can write. That, I would have done that. And they can write. Save seven money. years and make good money. Good money. They make good money, and they and they also get are are licensed. So they yeah. You know, that means that the states are. They can hang a shingle. Exactly. I, I had a doctor explain to me once. He said he said it's kind of like a roofer. He can hang a shingle, but he's got to use my roof. I was like, all right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, they can do just about just anything. About anything. Yeah, that's right. Huh. That's right. And I always try to tell people the difference between certification and licensure because people. Say that they got certification and they only have a certificate. They got a piece of printed paper off the computer. That means they've completed, mm-hmm. you know, they completed the basic, you know. I laminated my card. Going. Yes, <laughs> Word. They know how to do Microsoft Word, <laughs> Microsoft Office. But Which cert- Calvin will tell you is more than a piece of laminated card, isn't it? But, but certification just requires you to meet the standards. And most certification agencies, certifying agencies, uh-huh. are going to ask you, to sit for their exam and may even actually do some demonstrations of what it is that you know, where they're actually viewing you by some credible person that already has the the uh, certification. Yes. So I had to do this for my chefing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Same <laughs> concept. So we had to take a written test uh, and then we had to do a practical. They stood there and watched us cook. That's right. I think yeah. one of the software is just called Skills, Skillport or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but they have a, uh, uh, Theo is another one. And man, I hate those. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just, to me, you I gotta get, touch the screen every 15 seconds so they know you're not just walking away to go get coffee. And it's like, I get why they do it, but I've, I've always hated that aspect because it's not personal enough for me. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I just walked away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin, are, are you, are you certified? I'm certified in Microsoft. Okay. I am certified in um, CompTIA. Yeah, I do have okay. some certifications. Okay. But um, honestly, everything that I've done is based off experience. Those certifications kind of meant nothing in technology after a year or two because you just got to learn and grow. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were some in the culinary world. I mean, unless you did it through the ACF. That's right. I was, was going to say ACF. You know, the local ones you did because the local government needed didn't let you know that you had a general knowledge of of food handling and stuff. But mostly, it was it was money. It, you know, mm-hmm, thirty five mm-hmm. bucks take a five minute test. Right. I mean, you know, you can't cover food safety in five questions. I can promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas some of the, some of the uh, credentialing agencies, the exams are really really tough. Uh, uh, my mom the point does where the nursing one to, that she does yeah, every year is it's out of control. Right. Because they want they want you to be tested on everything, mm-hmm. and then they have a requirement to go back for you know to get some some additional yeah. credits. So that's that's also yeah. a, you know CPA a ones. Those those aren't fun either. No CPA, especially if you got to be in the same room when they're taking it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. CPA is no joke. Um, even even the um human resource exams mm-hmm. are very tough. Mm-hmm. You know, social work is tough. Uh-huh. You know, um. There, there's a lot of them out there. They don't mean for you. They, it, it, what I try to tell people who haven't worked with those agencies for so long, they're not interested in everybody coming in. Yeah. But yeah. they are They are interested those in that the people the that shouldn't be in yeah. getting in. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's so just you making, basically wrap up your course in all these certifications. Well, not all these certifications, but you kind of, like you said, to the experience that you've had, you've created this, cor- this course and core dialogue uh, the core part of it is is just like um okay here's your assessment of where you're at and i guess from there you filter out if somebody needs advance or not or is everybody available for your advanced classes anybody can come to the advance you know it you know it's It's uh, just how far down the rabbit hole you want to go yeah Yeah. but i mean a lot of times people people don't they don't want to know that much about themselves and so uh, if they want to know, now I have a, I have about three or four I'm working with right now, and they are so excited. They said they never paid any attention to themselves. Yep. They always thought that it. what they started with, they had to stick with it. And, and it's, I, it's, people, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, when you say that a lot of them don't want to know, I, I, I have I have lived your world for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they either don't want to face the fact that, there's some things about themselves they got to change. They're lazy. They don't want to do the work or they truly have a hard time forgiving themselves. Like you're human. It's okay. Right. You know, right. There's a lot of stuff wrong with me. If we didn't figure out what was wrong, we couldn't fix it. Right. That's true. It, there was, there's this old story that I heard and, and, and I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's a long story, but basically <laughs> what it, what it was, was that no one ever wants to know the naked truth. You know, naked truth is ugly. And, 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 uh, but everybody always loves a good story, right? Everybody likes the, 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 the good side of things. And, and it's, 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 it's kind of what you do as a CEO is that you look at certain people and you have to sit there and you have to tell them something that, that you know is going to hurt their feelings. It's the naked truth and you got to deal with that constantly, but you find a solution from there as but well. You're not responsible for anybody else's happiness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And honestly, there's there's a point through all of this process too where that switch flips because the second you start you stop caring about what other people think and you're really your true belief turns to what it what it should turn to, which is your yourself and 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 perfecting or or growing, then then you're right. You get excited and you want to know because because you want to find out. It, it's like the curiosity. It's the train wreck you can't turn away from. Right? You want to know why. Uh, you've done the things you've done for so many years. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the uh, ladies I'm working with now, she called me up just to say, you know, I know I saw you last week, but I just have to say thank you. 
I just want to say thank you because I am absolutely excited again, excited about reclaiming something that I let go of, you know, through through relationships. And then uh-huh. I let somebody talk me into this being a job for yep. me. And, and she said, and I'm so unhappy and I, I, I just need to make some changes. And she said, but you told me it was okay that I go back into myself and quit worrying. But I said, listen, our children, we're always going to have our children. You know, the spouse, you may or may have him or her, mm-hmm. you know, but yourself, you always got yourself. So you have to make yourself strong and, and wise and confident and, and, you know, excited about getting re- up every single remind day. Remind people it's okay to be selfish again. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, to add on to that, when you do that for yourself, that strength, that 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 excitement to your point comes back i mean um yeah i, I run i run my own companies we got like mm-hmm. uh, seven or eight of them or whatever <laughs> but it's not like i'm tired doing it you know it's not like yeah. oh man i gotta drag myself in it's i'm yeah i'm working 18 20 hours but a day it, but the, the, but it's fun you know and, it, and it's yours exactly you know um i think we've lived under what i call feet <laughs> and butts for years of other people. And I have this thing called leading from the middle. I've always talked about leading from the middle, how a lot of times the real knowledge, the strength and the, what I call the vitality of a company lies within the middle. And so if you never go back and encourage the middle to move up towards the top, then they always will feel, will feel devalued there. There's just not enough. There's no growth for them. So I said, if I ever get to the point, if if the Lord made it and I was blessed where I had a lot of people to work with me, you mm-hmm. notice I said with, mm-hmm. not for. I wanted them to work for themselves, right. work with me and work in such a way that what they're doing becomes just important to them as me seeing what they're doing and acknowledging it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you asked me yesterday, you know, who works for me? And I'm like, no, no. Who works with me? Because I'm on that same costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, she's it, setting you up. She's testing you. Man. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody works with me because, to your point, I, I, the person that I want to sit next to, to me, has to be just as excited as I am. You know, right. when you have somebody working for you, they're just there for the paycheck, right? Yeah. So, so I'm like, ah, I'm all right not dealing with the person for the paycheck. They might be able to get the work done, but I'd rather make less and work with somebody that can have fun and grow. Mm-hmm. And they're just as impassioned to sit in front of a whiteboard for eight hours and figure things yeah. out. And just, you know, if we need to vent our frustrations, that's also what's good about working with somebody. You get to vent the frustrations and they, they know it because they're there with you as opposed to for you. Exactly. So, so that's a beautiful thing. I think the, I think the other thing too, which is, which is, is so exciting is when, is when people realize that they're doing something that they are propelling along. It's, it's, it's generated by their concept and by their, their attention and that their, that their motivation, you know, um, I ultimately think this is just me, Sandy, little Sandy Winborn. I ultimately think that people are going to become their more, their own employers. I think as, as you know, government starts to dwindle more. I believe government, yeah, they're still going to be there doing some of their things, but I think things are going to change 
in terms of how much control the government will have. They will still have control over certain laws and regulations and those things. But I think there's going to be a freeing up of people realizing that it's much more wise to be their own employer. And so people, whoever in the future, if it if it ends up being that way that they work with me, I'm going to tell them that you need to pay your own because this is what people are doing anyway. When they start outsourcing stuff, you know, a lot of companies have people working for them, but they don't give them any benefits. They don't, you know, they don't pay for the, for their, their teeth, their eyes, you know, their health insurance. They're not interested. They say, you, we're going to give you a set amount of money. You take that set amount of money and you know, if you know, you need to pay your IRA, your IRS, then you better put some money for the side for that. And you know, you need to pay. And that's what they do. So they're letting, they're letting people know. You're your own employer. You're, you're really a contractor to me. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. It's less me, responsibility my, for me. <laughs> people love that. I tell you, when I worked that's that my, field, field. Uh, when I worked uh, for Microsoft, oh, yeah, for, for your Oracle, that's, yeah. how, that's how I worked. It, it's it's a, a corp-to-corp relationship, yeah. and I love that because it's my it's the way I want to do it. I know, I know when the end of the road is, which yeah. is very important for me, which is why I stuck to contracting because – Every time that a job finished, I already had some position where I finished Friday and then went on to Monday and, and had something new because yeah. I knew the end of the road as opposed to someone telling you, hey, you're doing a great job. Yeah, by the way, have a, have a great Christmas. See you later. Don't yeah. come back. That's right. No, have yeah. a great Christmas. You come back and yeah. it's like, oh, we're closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We closed, shut down. All right. So if somebody wants to do some of this self-discovery and, and go down a couple rabbit holes, where do we send them? Well, you can send them to, I have a, I have a website. Mm-hmm. You can send them to www.credentialsforyou.com or you can send them directly to, uh, they can send an email to me mm-hmm. at Dr. Winborn, and that's D-R-W-I-N-B-O-R-N-E at credentialsforyou.com. And if they want to meet you personally before they come see you work, if they, they, want to they meet can meet me you at Grow they, on Mondays, huh? They can come to Grow. They can also come through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. If you put in Sandra, and I, I think on there, I'm Sandra Gary Winborn. Okay. My maiden name is there. PhD. That's how I am on, on uh, LinkedIn. I like PhD better that's, than doctor. That's also. <laughs> that's, that's just, just, I just like it. That's also on uh, Facebook. Sandra Gary Winborn. Yeah. PhD. Very cool. Cool stuff. I got a feeling you're going to be stopping by here more often now. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We've got lots of conversations to have. We do. I got to hurry Calvin up, though, because we got another meeting here shortly. We got to go to. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about taste of coffee. Let's just give them some some basic stuff. And then uh, you got somebody else that jumped on board with us this morning? Uh, Yeah. So uh, um, Taste for the Cause, October 14th. Yeah, I really jumped on this radio show just to talk to Sandra, but I'm, <laughs> I'm also going to plug in Taste for the Cause. Um, as you guys know, we're going to have 20 plus restaurants, uh, this morning, uh, Panini's and such joined, uh-huh. which Arlene, we had them on yesterday, man. They were good. Uh, uh, delicious. Arlene Williams joined, Labrisha Restaurant joined. Awesome. Right. And, uh, Pensa Cruz car show up and running. Uh, we got the rate for Pensa concert. So that looks like it's a definite happening okay. there. So we have some music out at Maritime we're Park. We have music awesome. out at Maritime Park. So, so we're going to have full festivities and you know, that's on the last day of I 10 wired. So you're going to see a lot of tech entrepreneurs out there. Yep. You're going to see a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen. So. 
come take, check it out, Maritime Park. Uh, if you want to donate, this is for the Panhandle Warrior Project uh, for our soldiers when they come back so yeah. they have the, what they need and somebody tr- helping them transition and guiding them. Um, so it's tasteforthecause.com or facebook.com slash tasteforthecause. And there's uh, donation pages on there, and there is uh, places where you can register for tickets. We, yeah. we will have a VIP access where you can come in a half an hour earlier and you get to taste all the food. Uh, uh, enjoy the car. So uh, take we'll a look be at filming it. down there, and we'll be filming. I got one last thing. Uh-huh. This is my my last plug for the day. Next I don't week, I don't believe that. By the way, next week on August third, mm-hmm. we're going to launch a new program called uh, Launching Opportunities in Transition. Mm-hmm. A lot, and it's working with Axe, which is another another chance uh, mm-hmm. transitional mm-hmm. services with uh leon rankins and it is for ex-offenders i will be doing the same career workshop over eight weeks and hopefully getting them over what they call the employment barriers yeah their past isn't all is already a barrier that they're dealing with yeah this is their future you need to bring him and come back on and talk about it we'll ask him to do that there's a lot Mm -hmm. cool Okay. Thank well, you so I'm, much. I'm happy to have met you yesterday, but then actually really be able to sit down and talk with you today. So, all yeah. right. Thank you. Do we for miss anything me. for for taste of the cause? Yeah, taste for the cause got what it needed. Um, again, Sandra is a powerful person to talk to. She's just great to talk to. So, a pleasure being on business business radio. X. A pleasure talking to you, Sandra. Pleasure and again, to you too. Thank you. And again, just plugging in tasteforthecause.com. Help us uh, support our troops. Thanks. All right. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can reach us at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.